Welcome to the Spiritual Life Management Podcast, where we help you bring balance in your life and live to your fullest potential with your host, Gretchen Smith. Welcome, 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 everyone. I'm so happy to have you here with us today. I have myself, Gretchen Smith, with Spiritual Life Management and Gretchen Smith Life Coaching. And I have my daughter, Kate and Kathleen, joining us today. Hello. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We're making the best of our quarantine time, correct? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Trying to, yes. Wonderful. All right. So today we're going to talk a little bit about decluttering, space clearing, and creating a little bit more joy and peace in our lives. Yes. Awesome. So now that we're all home during quarantine, this is the perfect time to just dig into that clutter and make some more space in our life for the good stuff that we want to come into our life. Mm -hmm. Being at home in quarantine is just, you know, it's such a huge change for most of us. For some of us, it's really stressful. Others, they're feeling very frustrated. We're concerned about our health and some are just downright terrified right now during this experience. Our health is a big concern and some of us have our jobs threatened right now and our well-being may seem a little bit under attack. Kate, have you had any of these experiences? How are you feeling? Yeah, not only just myself, but a lot of friends, whether it be here in Colorado or in California, coworkers, etc. But yeah, I mean, I am super fortunate where when I moved here, I did work from home. And so I kind of know how that goes. As of right now, my work has chosen to shut down just for two weeks and then hopefully plan to reopen back up in about a week or so. So I have been working from home and I'm going to continue to work and work from home come next week but it's pretty much indefinitely. And so I'm just trying to do everything I can to just keep myself busy and not only for my sanity, but, (laughs) and not only for my mental health, but just to feel a little bit more at peace of what's going on in the world, you know, during these uncertain times. So yeah, absolutely. Right. And for me as well, I, I work from home. I, you know, have been really used to this home environment, home experience. So it's not much of a transition for me either, Mm -hmm. but I, I do know a lot of others are really struggling with this. My hope today is really just, you know, to help bring a little bit of comfort into somebody's life bring some tips that can lighten the mood and maybe even bring a a little bit of good fortune into their life and help really comfort them. Yeah. So a lot of us were really having to learn how to live for extended periods of time with other people that are, you know, filling our household. And maybe we only usually during normal circumstances, see those people for only a couple hours a day. And now we're here spending 24 seven with them and we're starting to feel a little cabin fever. Absolutely. So my fiance is a firefighter for those of you who don't know. Mm-hmm. And he works 24 to 48, 72 hour shifts, really just depends. And so as of right now, I've been locked up in the house. You can't really do much other than go out for essential goods. And lucky for us here in Colorado, we are allowed to do, you know, outdoor activities such as hiking. And so that's how I've been spending my time, a good portion of my time 
Um, but when he is home, I'm, <laughs> I'm going stir crazy and I just, I'm bugging him and I'm like, what do you want to do? I want to do something. You want to go do something? <laughs> and he's, you know, just getting off work. He's like, no, I don't at all. <laughs> You're going crazy. So, um, I can definitely relate to that. All right. So we're going to give you something you can do today to help bring a little bit of balance, peace, stability, distraction, you name it, back into your life, which is decluttering. And we're going to give you some really good reasons why you need to do this and how it will actually benefit from you. So during this time of quarantine, this is an optimal time to dig right into it. First, I want to give you a little bit of background about decluttering and how that equates to energy and vibration in your home with others, items in your home, you name it. So everything is a source of energy, even our human bodies. And a lot mm -hmm. of people don't realize that, that, yeah, we're all a source of energy and our things hold that energy as well. And sometimes during times of fear, stress, and uncertainty, we can get bogged down with all negative energy. So we want to clear that out and we want to make your place beautiful, comforting, and serene. So speaking of that, just mm -hmm. reflect, have you ever walked into a home or a place and just automatically feel that bad vibe in the room? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you know what I'm talking about when I'm speaking about energy and, and energy clearing in a room and so Yeah, on. with that being said, kind of going hand in hand, you know, when we were looking for apartments, you would walk into an apartment and you're thinking to yourself, like, I could never live here, or there's not enough sunlight, or there's like, where would I put this? Like you start to get into those type of emotions and you're immediately either put off or turned on by what you see or feel or hear, whatever it is. Exactly. Exactly. And energy can actually linger. So like you were speaking about, if you go into an apartment and the apartment might be empty, but there's just like a heavy energy in the room, mm -hmm. that energy of the person before you can actually linger in the room, in the home, et cetera. Yeah. Sure. So it's really, really important to clear out the energy. Even if you're a high vibe individual, you have a really high frequency, somebody else's negative energy can bring you down or things in your home that have, you know, stuck energy frequency can actually bring you down. That's just something we're going to get into. And also one other thing to think about is that when we clear out our energy, when we clear out our things that have stuck energy, it actually is helping us get rid of some of that emotional baggage. So removing those obstacles is helping us get rid of that emotional baggage, emotional trauma, or things that may even be holding us back in our life. I think it's really important like at this time where a lot of us are going through transitional periods, whether it's working from home, um, we've got our kids home. It's really important to lighten that load. Definitely. So I want to kick off a really interesting story. It's just a real brief story just to show you how creating space in your home and shifting the energy in your home can actually make way for things that you really want to manifest in your life. So that story is about this lady that really wanted to find her soulmate. She 
felt like she was in a place in her life where she was really ready to settle down. She'd been on the dating scene for a while, but she wasn't finding that one, that person, that soulmate that she wanted in her life. And she was actually to a point where she was getting a little bit frustrated and struggling with it. She learned about doing some space clearing and took that to heart went home and when she started analyzing how she was living how her home was set up she realized it really wasn't even conducive if she had a partner to bring into her home it wasn't conducive for that environment for instance her bed was shoved up against the wall on one side so if there were two people getting in the bed there wasn't really an area for that person to walk around and get in her bathroom was just obviously set up for her in mm -hmm. her closet there was no space for anybody else. So she started shifting those things. She made space in her bedroom to walk around the bed. She made room in her closet for someone else to be able to come in and hang up their belongings. Mm -hmm. And of course, what do you think happened? I'm sure someone, did someone walk into her life? Someone walked into her life. Creating that, that space. Yeah. Um, that reminds me of a quote. Her name is Danielle Light, who quoted it. And it's called the beginning of love is at the end of resistance. And I feel like that goes hand in hand with, um, and maybe you can disagree or agree with me. I don't know. I feel like that goes hand in hand with the law of attraction. Would you agree with that? Completely agree with it. Absolutely. Yeah. If we want to have more peace in our life, if we want to have a mate in our life, if we, you know, if we want to have a new car, um, we have to make room, we have to make space, we have to declutter and just welcome whatever that is into our life. We need to be ready for it, right? Mm -hmm. And stop saying no to things as well. Absolutely. We have to be open to it. Absolutely. So there's a lot of good that can come from this clutter clearing. So we're going to dive in here and we're going to look at how we can create that space, how we can create what we want in our life and how we can take advantage of this, what seems like not such a positive aspect in our life with the quarantine and turn it into something positive and powerful for us. Absolutely. So every piece of clutter you get rid of actually makes space for more light in your life. Keep that in mind as we're going through the process. Another great aspect is that I like to approach life from a less is more, if you will, standpoint. And less is more on so many levels. If we clear out some of the clutter, it's so much easier to find things, be more efficient, it actually can make us healthier, which I think that we all need in our life right now, mm -hmm. and not to mention just simply cleaner. So those are definitely some good aspects that can come out of decluttering. And, you know, that makes me think of a time where we were living in California and Keaton was living at, with us at the time. That's where mm -hmm. our family home was. And um, we, had, we were making some big, big moves in our life. We're moving to Texas from Southern California and Keaton was getting ready to move to Colorado and we were basically turning over a new leaf in our life. But mm -hmm. the moving was basically left to Keaton and I to do by ourselves mm -hmm. because my husband had already gone ahead and started working a couple months ahead of time in Texas. You know, as we're making this big transition, you are kind of forced to get rid of some things that no longer service 
uh, purpose. And I think more so than anything, we only have a limited amount of space for the moving truck going to Texas. And Keaton was basically sticking everything that she needed or wanted into her <laughs> little car. Yes, my little Ford Focus. Yes, so we had to make some huge life decisions about what really brought some value into our life. And that was a, a huge experience. But, you know, we've talked about this before, and it shouldn't have to come to transitional periods of making a move to reduce the amount of clutter that we have in our life. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with that. And now living here, I have moved apartments twice and so, or I guess once, I'm sorry, but moving here, I had to declutter and get rid of everything that I didn't prioritize. And then again, moving to another apartment here in Colorado, I had to, again, kind of figure out like, okay, what's worth it? What's not? What pots and pans are really, do I use often enough to keep? (laughs) What do I not need to keep? Yeah. I think that it's crazy to think that it takes something as significant as moving to make space. Right. Yeah. And it shouldn't. No, it shouldn't. It should be a constant actually in our life. Yeah. Not only that, we always change and evolve and we might have something in our life right now that brings us a lot of joy, that has a lot of meaning to us, and it might serve the purpose for you right now, but mm-hmm. five years from now, it may not hold that same value. Right. So I agree you know, just reevaluating. Yeah. And to kind of jump in on that, I know that I've talked to you about this a few times, but Garrett, my fiance, he is really good about kind of checking me and putting me in my place before I buy something that I don't necessarily need. Not that he doesn't want me to buy it, but he just wants to ensure that, you know, before I buy it, he asks me, is this going to bring you joy? Is this going to make you happy if you buy this? Are you, when you look at this every day, are you going to be happy with, with your purchase? Especially when it's something that you don't need, like a candle or a plant, a house plant. I don't need a house plant, but yes, it is going to bring me joy. And I think that kind of goes with what you're saying as well. Right. No, I love that um, self-evaluation every time we purchase. As a matter of fact, this is going to blow your mind. Every year, Americans spend $1 trillion. I said that with a T, trillion. (laughs) Trillion dollars on stuff that we don't even need. Can you believe that? Non-essentials. Non-essentials. That is correct. Getting your nails done, right? Sure. You know, I I feel like that's more of a luxury. I don't think I necessarily need that to survive. That's just me. But basic things, I guess, knickknacks, maybe that aren't super sentimental to you that don't necessarily bring you joy, but that you just ended up collecting and cluttering in your home. Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. How much stuff we bring into the home. Mm -hmm. And then if you take a look at that, it's eating up our money, which we could Mm -hmm. all save a little bit of money right now. These are Mm -hmm. just very uncertain times, right? It's eating up money. It's Mm -hmm. taken up our space. It might even be bad energy you're bringing into the house. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just, it's stuff that we truly don't need. You made the example of getting your nails done, but 
And, and that's definitely, it could bring you joy. It's not mm -hmm. essential, mm -hmm. but I'm thinking more along the lines of actual items that we're bringing in our home. It's sure. absolutely ridiculous. Sure. Not that makes sense. Mention, sorry, I'm talking over you there. Not to mm -hmm. mention that one in 11, one out of 11 Americans actually rents a storage space. That's crazy. It is absolutely I can't crazy. imagine. I, I can't imagine it, either. Well, and then it makes you wonder if it's, if those things that are being locked up in a storage container really actually bring you joy because you probably don't need them if they're in a storage container, right? Well, absolutely. I mean, we have an attic and there are actual seasonal type things in the attic. So maybe mm -hmm, sure. Halloween items or Christmas ornaments, but it's stuff that we don't utilize very often. We utilize mm -hmm. them, but we don't use them very often. I can't even imagine what you would put in your storage unit, but you know it's true because there's a storage facility on almost every street corner of America. Oh yeah, absolutely. They're popping up I everywhere. I get it. You know, one thing that could really be an advantage to a lot of us right now is if we start the decluttering process, that can also bring you a little bit of moolah in your pocket. For instance, if you find things that you that are valuable, but you don't need, they don't bring you joy, they don't serve a purpose in your home, people might even want to take to eBay or there's very, you know, there's so many websites coming up right now oh, yeah. where you can put clothing on or purses Absolutely. or things of that nature. So yeah. there's an opportunity to actually make some money out of your stuff and then gain a little more space and peace in your life at the same time. I mean, you can't get much better than that. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And even if you aren't trying to make money, you can still easily donate anything. So yeah, it's always an option as well. One little disclaimer I want to put out there. I know that during these uncertain times, Donation centers are not taking donations at this time. A lot of them are closed. Yeah. So uh, when we start the decluttering process, it's going to be important to be organized about storing those items that you want to donate nice and neatly so that it doesn't create more clutter in your home. And then making sure that you actually follow through with the donation once everything gets back to normalcy in our lives and not holding on to it. It's funny that you mentioned that, not holding on to it um, and actually following through because a really good friend of mine here just gave me, she just had a, a baby and she's about to have her second baby. I'm so excited. But she just donated a ton of jeans to me that she's had since like high school. And she, I went through it, I kept some, and then I was like, oh, I'll donate the rest. And I... I'm pretty sure that I still have those bags in my closet that I have not yet donated, which as of right now, I can't. But I mean, that was like a month ago. <laughs> so it's funny that you brought that up. Yeah. So it's time to start going to that closet and figuring out what you really have going on in there. That's what it's yeah, telling I know. me. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I can agree with that. As a matter of fact, statistics tell us that 20% of the clothes in our closet are the clothes that we actually regularly wear. Only. 20%. I believe that. Same yeah. with shoes probably as well. <laughs> oh yeah. I think that totally fits into that category, the 20%. Yeah, so definitely. 
if you're like me and you want more space in your closet, it's probably time to go through there and see what you can get rid of. Yeah. I think I'll probably clean out my closet after this. (laughs) (laughs) You're really, you're really calling me out, exposing me here. Well, okay. So let's be truthful here. So I moved to Texas about two years ago from Southern California, uh, shortly after retiring from my corporate career. And at the time, I don't know how many clothes I gave away when we were getting ready for the move. Mm -hmm. I remember, and you probably recall this, I went to Goodwill, I swear, like once a week, two oh, times yeah. a week for Definitely. a month and a half. And I just kept going through the clothing because it was a real, real shift in lifestyle for me. I didn't need to wear the suit every single day to work. I didn't need to have, you know, 5 million pairs of black pumps, the nice dresses. I didn't need a lot of that anymore because my lifestyle was completely changing working from home, coaching from home, you know, I still needed a few nice things, but really that was it. I really, I felt so good about myself paring my wardrobe down. I've been here two years now and I have to tell you the climate is nothing that I could have ever anticipated. Lived in Southern California. I actually had an office in Palm Springs at one time and I thought Palm Springs was hot at 125 in the summertime. Well, let me tell you, this is the hottest <laughs> flipping place I have ever lived. I hot. believe it. Yes. It's so hot, so humid. I'm right along the Gulf of Mexico. I could throw a stone at Mexico, <laughs> make it over the Rio Grande from my doorstep. <laughs> yes, <laughs> pretty much. That's pretty accurate. much. <laughs> This is a great time to go through all those old photos that you might have, liquidate, consolidate, organize, scan them. There's a lot of great onto your computer. Yeah, make photo books out of some of your photos. You can upload your old ones and make some beautiful photo books. There are a lot of things that we cannot control right now. I know it's really difficult for so many of us because our life has just been turned completely upside down. But one thing that we can control is what happens in our homes, the organization Mm -hmm. of our home, the harmony, the peace, and the energy of our home. Less is really more in in my belief system. I don't think that we need nearly as much stuff as we all have in our homes. Mm -hmm. When less is more, it seems to be easier. We can find things easier. We can be more efficient. We can be more effective. We can have that harmony that we so desire. And not only that, but it makes us healthier. Yeah. And I think also if you aren't happy in your safe place, your home, then you're not, if you're not happy, if you're not organized, if you're kind of just all over the place, you won't be happy in your everyday life. Even besides the quarantine, after all of this happens, when you do get to go back to work, if you're not enjoying your safe place, your workspace, then I don't, I feel like it's going to also lead to a less productive day. I don't know if you could agree with that. Just for instance, have you ever lost your keys and you're on your way out the door to go to work? Oh yes. It's terrifying. <laughs> and, it, and it sets the whole mood for the rest of your day. Does it not? Exactly. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And setting the mood, setting the tone, or just now you're in an energy state that's not healthy. It's not like that, but you take that with you. You take that energy with you. Mm -hmm. 
Why didn't you take it out on others? Which is really a shame. And we don't want to do that. Yeah. Again, before the quarantine, when I would get ready for work, almost every night I would, if I didn't pick out my clothes, I envisioned what I would be wearing to work the next day. That way I can wake up, take a shower, brush my teeth, fix my hair, do my makeup, and then walk into the closet, pick out exactly what I envisioned if it's not already picked out. And then I'm not kidding. I would spend 30 minutes on the couch just drinking my coffee because my house is so organized. My clothes are already either picked out or I already knew what I was going to wear. It takes maybe 15 minutes for me to get ready. It sets the mood for the rest of the day. We need to really focus on what we can control. Right now, so much of our life is out of control. We need to focus on what we can control. And that would definitely be the organization of our home and so on and so forth. Furthermore, if we're in a home that is disorganized or cluttered and we're stressing and our energy is out of control, our little ones, if we have little ones at home, they're picking up and they're feeding on that energy and they already know things are different. You know, mm-hmm. life, life has done a 180 in the last few weeks or month and a half. They're feeding off of the energy that the adults are putting off in the home, really honing in and focusing on what we can control, which is the organization of our home, helps our little ones and the other ones in our home, even our pets. I mean, if we haven't been staying at home and all of a sudden we're home now 24-7, even our animals are vibing off of our energy. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So I challenge everyone listening to start the decluttering process. Let's make space for something good to come into our life. What do we really need all this stuff for anyway? Let's talk about a few items. Are you one of those people that happens to keep all their old cards that people give them? Me personally, yes. And I'm very guilty of it, unfortunately. So it's like, what are we ever going to do with those cards again? What I know. And holding on to those cards for? I know. I I could not tell you. <laughs> I feel like every time that I receive a card, I it's even in the back of my mind where I question like, do I really need this? And da 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 da. And I go back and forth, and I end up keeping it anyway. I'm not kidding. I have a drawer of a bunch of cards that I've had probably since like my 16th birthday. Okay. It's time to let them go, girl. (laughs) Let them go. Let them go. (laughs) Just get rid of those darn cards. I'm giving you full permission because I bet you there's a few from me. I'm sure, I'm sure half of them are from you. (laughs) So it's okay. I'm giving everyone that's listening permission to let the old cards go. You've got the memories. It's okay. So another item I want to talk about is photos, old photos. If you're like most people, you've got probably a a little box of all of those, or maybe a couple big boxes, who knows? But photos nowadays are so cool because we can scan them. We can maybe pick out a few really sentimental photos and actually put them out on display or create photo books. There's all kinds of ideas. And Keith, I know you're a photographer. And so photos are really important to you. Do you have any suggestions of what you would do with your photos? I try my best to have, I mean, most of my photos are taken with my camera or my cell phone. And so my camera, I will just automatically upload to my computer, which is great. But what a lot of people do, especially if you're not a photographer and you're just a normal person, they'll just upload them to their computer. They won't 
you know, save them in proper folders. They'll just kind of let them be wherever in your download file. And I think that again, like I said, definitely download them or save them onto your computer or your laptop, but don't just save them, but just actually organize them. So I have all of my different albums, different shoot, different types of events, all organized by name or a date or whatever it might be. And I think that that's a huge part as well. And it also just makes you feel way better, especially when you take out your laptop and you're trying to show a family member a photo that you took in the Rocky Mountains and you have to search through all these photos, but now if they're organized, it's super easy. That would be my advice. I love it. That's great. And you talked about downloading stuff on your computer. And I know we've been talking a lot about um, the space in our home, but also cleaning up our computers, cleaning out our inbox for our email, mm-hmm. organizing our desktop. This is a great time to do all of that. And I like to think of my inbox uh, when I clean it out as an opportunity to bring more into my life that I'm looking for. So, you know, if I'm really interested in doing, say, a program to create for uh, stress management, okay, well, hopefully I'll get a few more emails in on that topic, or I'll get more clients in the door that want to focus on stress management. So I declutter and then I put out the intention, similar to what we talked about a little bit earlier, I put out that intention of bringing something new into my life. So I'm getting rid of the old and bringing in the new. That's a great point. And kind of touching again on emails, I think that was a really great example. I personally know that working from home, I've had a lot more free time. Even while I'm on the clock, it's still really slow. And I can't live without this. And I don't know if I'm sure you're familiar with it, especially with your previous jobs, but I have different rules created in my emails because I get hundreds and thousands of emails a day from my work. Right. And I have, you know, different folders that from what my boss sends me or what scheduling sends me or whatever. And they're all labeled, they're all organized. So that's even a great idea to do. Maybe if you are working from home and you find that you do have a little bit more time and it is a little bit slower even while you are on the clock. And it creates so much joy because I know that if I'm not stressing out about, oh, did I miss an email? I can just, I know that my boss emailed me and it went into that folder and I'm, I'm stress-free and it helps me immensely. That's perfect. And nowadays there's a lot of programs that we might use in the workplace for email, such as Outlook, that we can also use at home for our personal emails and you can have it kind of all in one area. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least you can be familiar with the programs and that helps saves a little, save a little bit of time as well. Definitely. Some other things that you can look towards if you'd like to take some time to declutter would be old games and that would mm-hmm. be like video games or even board games. Mm-hmm. Also movies, whether they're, God forbid anybody have a VHS anymore, but you know, <laughs> and take a look at your movie selection. Maybe there's something that you're, you know, just not into anymore. You have no need to keep it. Seems like uh, most people are streaming nowadays and you don't really need duplicates because you can find it on your streaming service. Magazines, magazines is a huge one. Not to mm-hmm. mention, they are a tremendous dust collector. The words of trying to be more healthy, we want to eliminate all the dust and make our cleaning easier. So magazines, books, 
all of those type of things really tend to collect the dust. Paper products in general really are dust magnet. So those are all things that we can definitely look over and see what we can declutter. The old games, the movies, the books, those are all great things that we can donate or we can share, we can repurpose somehow or another. Sure. And we've talked a lot about clothing. We can definitely do the clothing. Food comes to mind even. That's a great area to do to declutter. We can organize our pantries, look for food that's expired, you know, get those kids involved in that, teach them Mm -hmm. how to read label and create some fun with that. For the most part, we just really need to look at what we are not using on a day-to-day basis. Definitely. And then we can just focus on those things that are really bringing us true joy or have sentimental meaning or create a great purpose in everyday life for us. We use it, it makes our life more convenient and brings us a little bit of joy and time back into our life. Definitely. I know that I talked to you about this because you were the first person I ran to when I did it because I was so happy and so proud about it. But I just recently organized my spice cabinet, Mm -hmm. which Garrett, my fiance, is an amazing cook and he uses that thing way more than I do. But I completely organized it. I got rid of what I don't use because it's just wasted space at this point. Half of it was probably expired anyway. I don't know. You know, cleaning out that cabinet just brought me so much joy. And even though I don't use it every day and, you know, my fiance does, he, the second use, he was like, I am so grateful that you did this. You know, it's so much faster. We can look in the cabinet. We can see what we have, what we don't have, what we need. And it's just so much easier and more convenient. And it's those little things that make the biggest difference. Right? They're time savers. They're they're convenient. And look at that. You didn't even have to spend anything and you're bringing them some happiness. Mm -hmm. It's just a win-win. So many benefits to it. So where do we start? Where do we start with it? I'm going to give you guys a few techniques that you can use to get yourself started with some of the decluttering process. And we really want to try to make this fun. So get the family involved, make a little game out of it, if you will. Maybe the kids can do their bedroom or they can organize their drawers and you can have a little contest with them to see who can get the most drawers done, so on and so forth. But if you can get buy-in, that's the best way to do it. If you can't, that's fine too, because a lot of people really struggle with this. They have so many emotional ties to their stuff that it can be really, really challenging for some people. Okay, so to get started, you're gonna need some sorting bins. They don't have to be like big plastic bins if you don't have them. I certainly don't want anyone to go out and purchase them during this time period, but just look for maybe you have some laundry baskets, some boxes, things that you can use for your sorting bins. And you want four of them at a minimum. You want one bin, that will be your keep and put away bin for items that you find that are out of place and you know you wanna keep them for sure. Your donate bin for items that you're gonna donate, your recycle bin, and your trash bin. So you're gonna start out with four bins. All right, next, I want you to keep in mind the five S's. Those five S's are sort, set in order, shine, standardize, and then sustain. So that's what you'll be doing with your items as you go through them. You're going to sort them out, 
you're going to look at them. You're going to make sure that they're in working condition. They're not broken. They're what you definitely need or want in your home. Mm -hmm. They bring you joy. You're going to put them in order. You're going to make sure they're clean. You're going to make them shine. You're going to standardize and you're going to sustain. That would apply a little bit more to your items that you use frequently, um, maybe even your pantry. Like you said, you know exactly what you have now as far as your spices. If you're running out, if you're running low, you have a system mm. for them. And then I want you to take some advice from Marie Pondo. And if you're not familiar with her, she has a wonderful Netflix special and it's the Mary method. Basically what it is, it's a technique of decluttering and also just keeping your things, organizing your things. I absolutely adore this method. I've done it in my own home. I actually really enjoyed cleaning and organizing my house and I love the way it looked afterwards. Some of the techniques we're gonna take away from her would be the does it spark you joy. Mm -hmm. So that's really important because often we just have stuff. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> it's just stuff. Mm -hmm. So if it truly sparks you joy, that's something that you want to definitely keep. Mm -hmm. Then you want to take a look at things. And this isn't necessarily from Marie Kondo, but uh, you want to analyze it and determine, does it fit? And be mm -hmm. truth truthful, be really truthful. Does it fit? Does it work? If it's broken and you haven't fixed it and it's been broken for over six months, I would toss it out. <laughs> when was the last time you used the item? If you haven't used it in a year, it's time to go. Mm -hmm. If it has a memory or some sort of sentimental value, is it truly something that you need to hold on to or is your own memory good enough? I like that one. And then is it just taking up space? So we talked about, you know, is it just stuff? Mm -hmm. Does the placement of the item make sense? Is it somewhere that's convenient? Is it somewhere that you can grab and go? Does it have a good, I like to think that everything needs to have a home. Every little item in our house needs to have a home. And the last one that I recommend is, will what I gain out of keeping this item be more, more beneficial to me than what I would lose? Alrighty, so those are some things that you can take away and apply to whatever it is that you're trying to declutter in your home. Kind of touching on, does it make sense? Mm -hmm. um, and I guess it can kind of go in all of these categories, but um, what would you suggest for, I'm sure that everybody listening has a junk drawer, because I know I do. What right. would you suggest tape and scissors and just a bunch of random stuff, rubber bands and tacks. What would you suggest for a junk drawer and how to organize that and how to make it make sense and decide on what, because sometimes you don't use those things often, but when you do, I mean, right. thank goodness, you know? So what, what are your suggestions? Right. No, so that's a great question. And yeah, I, I would assume that every single person listening has a junk drawer. Um, if they don't have a junk drawer, then maybe they have a junk bin or area in their home. Mm -hmm. But there's mm -hmm. definitely those little odds and ends, and um, they may definitely be something that we need to have. For some reason, the staplers popping into my mind, they can be convenient from time to time, but we don't use them every single day, especially in this mm -hmm. day, you know, technology and email and all of our devices. But from time to time, we may need to use one. I would just try to find the place that makes the most sense. For me, I have a home office. I have a drawer 
that is not easily accessible, that there are a few one-off things in it that relate to the home office. I don't use them all the time, so they're not in the most convenient place, but I know <laughs> exactly where they are right now. Far as the junk drawer goes, I have a junk drawer. <laughs> I do. What I found for me that works really well in organizing my junk drawer, uh, two things actually. Well, first of all, I had a leftover silverware drawer organizer uh -huh. from our last move. I somehow came up with an extra one. And <laughs> well, I know actually the house that we moved into had a built-in silverware drawer. That's fancy. But anyway, so I took one of our organizers and I used it for my junk drawer and I actually really love it. I have all my highlighters in one section. I have pins in another, like pencils, things like that. I have another area that has my uh, paper clips and some big, large clips, scotch tape in there, and just some other little miscellaneous items, but it's organized very nicely. Mm -hmm. So that really helps. I know exactly where it is. I have some random business cards organized in there as well in one area that I have for maybe like a dog groomer and a dry cleaner and just some little local places. But I also have a business card organizer in another area for business type purposes. So <laughs> anyhow, um, I would say that you just have to try to categorize things as much as possible so that they make sense. For instance, I, I wouldn't have band-aids or dental floss in that drawer that would go in my bathroom yeah absolutely so you want to make sure that you can just kind of narrow it down mm -hmm. as much as possible so it's more of a miscellaneous drawer that makes sense as opposed to a junk drawer <laughs> absolutely because we want to eliminate as much junk as absolutely possible very good by the way i'm usually the person that gets the mail in our house and me too. Me too. My husband has a little bit more of a, um, I don't want to say hoarding tendency, but he likes to collect things a little bit more than I do. And mm -hmm. it takes him a while before he gets to the mail. I tend to weed out the junk mail before he mm -hmm. gets to look at some of it. If I think it's something that's interesting or that he may need, then I definitely will keep it for him. But mm -hmm. I try to have that thing hit the garbage can or the recycle <laughs> bin as soon as absolutely possible because we want to keep down the junk, the Fair. stuff we don't need. Yeah. So that was a long answer. <laughs> no, it was a great answer. Thank you. So we're going to, we have two options or two methods that I'm going to recommend to our listeners as far as how to start. I've given you the tips on what to look for when you're doing your decluttering. So one option for how to go about doing the decluttering and where to start would be room by room. What I recommend is picking a room in your home, and I'm not going to specify a, a room, and perhaps all the rest of your house is clean, but you have one that you just really struggle with. So anyway, pick a room and start with that one room. Designate time or date for completion, so you have an end goal, a target, and do not deviate. So don't wander off to another room as you're putting something away or you give up on that room. Just keep continuing to work on that room. And I would take it a step further. I would pick the room and I'm going to use my kitchen, for example. And in my kitchen, we have a, a pantry room. 
I might start with my pantry room. Mm -hmm. And from there, I might just, you know, move in a clockwise manner and go around my kitchen until you're all the way back and complete. The last thing you want to do, and sometimes this has to happen, but the last thing you want to do is create a little bit more disorganization or mess as you're going, right? And you don't want it to become Mm -hmm. too overwhelming. We're all going through a lot of stress right now. And the last time, well, I'm sorry, the last thing that we want to do is create more stress and chaos in the house. The next option, which I think is really fun, and I like to think of it as a challenge, which makes it even funner, if you will, is the day-by-day option, which is, again, you can pick a room if you would like, but day-by-day, go through your home, and select nine items each day for 27 days that you can get rid of. You can declutter, you can repurpose, you can donate. So nine items a day for 27 days. I like that a lot. I feel like I would be very good at that. I love getting rid of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, it's like, it's so freeing when you start getting rid of things and you don't have those little piles of clutter. So well, and then you can walk into your closet. Let's just use clothes as, a, as an example again and know what you have, what you got rid of, what you don't need. And it makes just getting ready easier. It makes going to a big party easier. Yeah, it's just a lot more freeing. Exactly. I think what you're going to find is that when you start on day one, you're going to want to do a lot more than nine items. Mm-hmm. And the key to continuing with this and committing with this is, especially if you're still working, is designating a time that works for you where you can work on your project because you don't, you don't want to quit. You want to keep motivated. Perhaps if you're still working that maybe your time is when you come home at the end of the day, after dinner, you go do your nine items. You can even have your children or family members help you. Let them know what you're doing. And maybe they can help you come up with a nine item. That's kind of fun. It's almost like a scavenger hunt around the house. (laughs) (laughs) And then you just, like I said, you keep that momentum up. Hey, and if you can make it longer than 27 days, go for it. I believe I touched on this earlier, but the last thing that we really want us to do is have our clutter controlling us. We want to be the ones that are controlling our lives and controlling our clutter. I don't know if you're aware of this, but Americans spend 55 minutes a day looking for things. Wow. That is insane. That's just, that is a lot of time, a lot of effort, and a lot of energy put into disorganization that we've created in our homes and how cool is it that during this down period that we have in our lifetime that we can take it to get control of what is going on in our environment right i really love that something positive can actually come out of this really difficult time that all of us are going through in the world just making something that could be lasting in our life where we can actually bring some good back into it. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope I've given people today some tips that they can take away, some things that they can use in their home life, help creating a little bit more peace, joy, and happiness in their life. 
and even make some money. If we're going through our closet and we find something to resell, wonderful. Okay, well, I think that just about wraps it up for me today on decluttering and space clearing, uh, creating some great high frequency energy in our homes and bringing a little bit more happiness in. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It was a joy. I totally loved it. Thank you so much. I appreciate your contribution and I will talk to you soon. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Spiritual Life Management Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please take a moment to like, subscribe, and share. It really helps us reach more listeners. If you want to connect, please drop your comments below or visit GretchenSmithCoaching.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at GretchenSmithCoaching or Facebook at Spiritual Life Management. Additional information on this episode can be found below in the show notes.